All right. On the show today, we are joined by one of the titans of the podcasting industry. If you are anywhere near the podcasting space, you have seen this man speak probably at podcasting conferences and podcasting seminars and virtual events. You've heard his name on several podcasts. And if you have a Libsyn subscription, you certainly know who he is. We are speaking with Rob Walsh, Vice President of Podcast Relations with Libsyn, also host of The Feed Podcast and Today in iOS, talking all things podcasting privacy. Rob, thanks so much for joining us here today. Matthew, thanks for having me on the show. Well, Rob, we are having this conversation because a few weeks ago, I did a couple of different interviews on some podcasting services that piqued my interest. One about pod sites, another one with Chartable from Dave Zorob. And these, I don't know if both of them, but at least one of them definitely caught your attention and raised some privacy concerns that you have in the podcasting space. So overall, let's just like, you know, 3000 foot view, like what is the big concern that you see when it comes to privacy in podcasting? The biggest one is this podcast listeners have absolutely no way to opt in or opt out of being tracked and opt in is the way to do it. So a lot of these services that will tell you, oh, you know, we're, we're not sharing personal information. We're just sharing IP address. Well, legally, IP address is personal information. That has been established in the courts of law in Europe, and it's part of GDPR. And IP address absolutely 100% is personal or identifiable information. And CCPA says that as well. CCPA even says, you know, if you can take it to figuring out a household, that it, you can't do that. So CCPA and GDPR, and just ethically, IP addresses are personal information. And they're sharing this information with third parties without the listener having any way to opt into this. And that's where the issue comes. Any service that's doing, quote, tracking attribution, what they're saying is we're sharing information about your listeners without your listener having any way to know that this is happening or to opt into it. Is there any way possible for there to be an opt-in for podcasts the way we have with almost every single website you visit on the web today? Right there is what you just said. You visit the websites. You never visit your podcaster's website. You listen through a third-party aggregator app. So all the aggregator apps would then have to have a way to opt in for you as a listener to opt in to the privacy policy of that podcast that you are listening to. And that's just not something I see Apple putting in place. And, and Apple's where 68% of the consumption is still happening with podcasting. Now you can agree to, you know, some places that are a full walled garden, you can agree to be tracked in those environments, like say, i.e. Spotify for content that's hosted on Spotify. But if you're listening on Spotify and the content's hosted on Megaphone and they're tracking you, which, you know, they just announced the, uh, the tracking deal, the stalking deal of your listeners with, with pod sites, then no, there's not a way for you listening through Spotify to opt in to that tracking, stalking of your, for your listeners. And you just don't see any chance of this happening over the, you know, the next couple of years. This isn't something we Libsyn's thinking about either. No, it is just, it's not how RSS works. You know, it's a one place with privacy and people go, oh, what's the big deal of you tracking that? Well, it, it can become a really big deal. Let's say you're listening to three or four podcasts on mental health. You're having an issue in your life. And you go and listen to three or four of these podcasts on mental health. Some of these mental health podcasts are literally tracking you as a listener and have these tracking services in place right now, today. This isn't pie in the sky. This is really happening. And that's going into a database. 
And guess what happens with databases? One of two things, and usually both. They get sold, they get hacked. So somewhere along the line in the future, person who's listening, having a bad time right now of it, trying to get their life together, goes and applies for a job, and some AI goes out and finds out that this person was flagged from this IP address and flagged as being someone that had mental health issues, and you don't get a job, and you have no idea why. That's a, a realistic possibility of what's going on. Same thing of listening to multiple podcasts about cannabis or LGBTQ podcasts. You don't know what's going on out there, and it can affect you. And again, I'm fine with people tracking you when you say, yes, I want to opt into this. But you have to give the listeners the opportunity to opt in. And some of these companies are saying, oh, IP addresses isn't, are not private information. That's just plain, simple bull crap, right? Legally, they are. It's PI. It's already been proven. And you just can't be ch- sharing this info. So I guess the question now becomes then, because all fair points, all good insight, very, very like learning a lot of stuff here today, just in these short few minutes that we've had so far, but there's also a real need for some of the services that are being provided by these attribution companies, right? They are making it easier for podcasters to make money from advertising because they can sell, you know, the efficacy of what they're doing. Are they making it easier long-term or are they actually ruining it? Let's think about this. If podcast listeners start finding out, i.e. when Overcast goes live, which shows are sharing their personal information they never opt into to, and the whole reason podcasters make so much more money than other places is the trust between the podcaster and the listener, and these services destroy that trust, are they making it easier to make money long-term, or are they ruining it long-term for the podcasters? Are what they doing, are what these companies doing, actually a cancer in our system? And I would argue they are. I mean, the reason podcasting has been so effective has been the trust between the listener and the podcaster. And these services break down that trust when you're doing something to someone, when you're tracking someone, when you're the guy in the the tree out front of the house with the binoculars looking in the window of the girl. She doesn't take kindly to that when she finds out. That's 100% accurate and and totally true. And I I agree with the sentiment, and I think you're right that there probably will be a reckoning when users do get this information and understand that they're being tracked, and just to play devil's advocate and and look at it from the other side, but what about from the advertiser perspective? If you're an advertiser, do you want your potential customers being tracked and stalked for a little bit of extra data? No, but at the same time, there are lots of advertisers, lots of brands who want to get into podcasting and are frustrated with the lack of transparency and the lack of detailed analytics that they can receive in other forms of digital media. So how do... It's not other forms of digital media. It's podcasting. It's different. So some things are different. You can't expect things to be exactly the same. And forcing a privacy violation to get extra data... If you talk to the brands and you said to the brands, and and these people don't do this, but when you actually talk to brands and ask them if they're okay with their potential customers being tracked without their knowledge, how many of the brands are you going to say, oh yeah, sure, sign me up? Because they're not presented. All they're presented with is, hey, we're going to be able to get extra data on the people uh, that are coming to your site. They're never told that unlike other forms of digital media where people can opt in, oh, by the way, podcasting, there's no opt in. So the brands don't know what's going on. The podcasters are never explained to them. They never say to the podcasters, oh, by the way, if you put this tracking code in, we're going to track your audience and they don't have a way of opting in. They, it's not explained to the podcasters. There's a lot of 
lack of information, let's just say, let's call it lack of information being spread to both the brands and the, and the podcasters. Let's be transparent. Let's have these companies say, we are going to be tracking private information from your listeners that they are not going to be able to opt in to. And let's see how many podcasters still want to do this. Because when I, when podcasters come to me at Libsyn and say, will you put in the pod sites tracking code? Why, why do you guys blacklist it? I go, because here's what's going on. And when I explain what's going on, all the podcasters go, well, shoot, no, that wasn't explained to me. No, I don't want to do that. Podcasters don't want to ruin that trust when you get down to it. What are your thoughts then on dynamic ad insertion and what is happening? Because you, you mentioned Megaphone earlier with you know geo-targeting of podcast ads. Well, geo-targeting is different. That's not creepy. I mean, that's, okay, the person comes in, they request a file, you know where they're coming from, you can deliver a, an ad based on that area. That's not where the data is being stored in a database being shared to third parties. You don't have to do that. If it's everything set up correctly, as long as they're not sharing it and the insertion is being done where the person, the files are being requested, it's not sharing of data, it's not going into database and you're just delivering local ads. And that's been, by the way, that's been going on local delivery of ads for 13 plus years. That's nothing new. And again, it's not the sharing of information when you do that. And that's not against GDPR and that's not against CCPA. Earlier, by the way, you mentioned Overcast's new privacy features. You recently tweeted under at Podcast 411 some screenshots of their privacy advisor, or I guess that was the name of the show that you were tracking and looking at. But basically, it's this part of Overcast that's going to tell you what kind of tracking is happening within a show. Tell us a little bit more about what you saw and when we can all expect to get that feature from Overcast. So this was from the beta. The, he's on the second version of the beta and hopes that the current one that just went out this week is going to be the one that'll go with master and he'll release shortly. So hopefully here before the end of September, I'm hoping this will go gold master and this, and people need to know that if they're not familiar with overcast, it's the number two, excuse me, number three or number four place, depending on the month of where people consume podcasts. So number one, Apple podcast, number two is Spotify. And then number three is typically overcast. And sometimes stitcher moves up a little bit. Sometimes it's, they move right between three and four. I'm a big Overcast user, so I love that. that oh, and same here. I love it. I love the way he clips out the silence in there. It just speeds it up. And, and when you listen faster on Overcast, it just sounds better than on other apps. So I get through podcasts a lot quicker without people sounding sped up. And now, you know, once this is launched, I said, that's the only app I'm going to recommend because of the privacy options in there until others step in. And, and the reality is once Marco does this, then other apps are going to do this. Then Podcast Addict will do it. And eventually, hopefully, even Apple will do it. You know the other aggregator apps out there, Cast, uh, Castro and, and, and others, are going to add this feature at some point. And consumers are going to start being able to see the podcasts they're listening to. Are they tracking them? And when that happens, there's going to be emails to podcasters. Why are you tracking me? Why is this going on? I'm listening to your podcast about security and privacy, and you're tracking me? That doesn't seem right. Kids podcast. If you're listening to a podcast geared towards kids, do you really want to see that tracking option in there? There's going to be a, a reckoning here from the listeners as they get more information, which up until now, they had no idea. Do you think then that reckoning and the you know blowback would lead to more discussions about being able to include some sort of opt-in when you hit the subscribe button? It would be nice if there was an option for the aggregator apps to allow 
people to opt in. And that's, again, that's where my concern is. There's no opt-in. Once there's opt-in, then, then, okay, then things can change. Then we can give the information. But until there's that mechanism, until it's in place, and, and that's going to, it's a big if that'll ever happen, you can't be sharing the data that these folks are sharing. And, you know, they say on their websites that we share data with third parties, which is a complete violation of GDPR. And then a lot of them you'll ask, do you share data with European users? And they go, no, we don't share data with European users. Why? Because they know it's a violation. And at Libsyn, we take a very strong stance of, we think GDPR should be rules should be applied to every listener globally. If you're listening in India or Italy or Indiana, you should have the same privacy rights. There shouldn't be different rights by where you live. If it's wrong, it's wrong, right? If it's wrong in Europe, it's wrong in the US, it's wrong in Central America. And ethically, 83% of people, when they were asked how they felt about being tracked without their knowledge, you know, they have surveys out there. 83% felt that was unethical for that kind of tracking for advertising. Well, if you want to read a little bit more about this topic, Rob also did a post on this. Same time last year, Privacy Does Really Matter in Podcasting. We will post a link to it here in the show notes for this episode. And of course, you can follow Rob on at Podcast411 on Twitter, where he talks about this. Listen to him on the Feed podcast, which he hosts. Before we let you go, because you also host today in iOS, and I know by the time this drops, it'll be, you know, a little bit after the fact, but any cool podcasting news we can expect from uh, the Apple event this week? Well, considering they titled it Time Flies for the invite, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're going to have a new Apple Watch. Just a hint. Yeah, so I'm expecting an Apple Watch. I'm expecting new iPads that have some new AR features. Uh, I think those are going to be the two big things that are focused on hardware-wise. There might be some announcements around Apple TV and some new TV shows and Apple Arcade and some new games, but... I fall under the belief that Apple's not going to announce the new iPhones at this event. They might. I hope they do. But I think because they've already said on their quarterly call that they're not they're not releasing them on schedule, that they pushed them out a few weeks, that we'll probably see an October event for the iPhones, and they'll just concentrate this event on Apple Watch and iPads. And do you think they're going to be making any major paradigm shifts in the podcasting space? I know... There's been some talk that, you know, Spotify is starting to do this and that and possibly overtake them and blah, 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 like whatever. You, you just, you read about it, whether you take, whether you believe it or not is one thing, but basically been doing podcasting the same way this whole time. And I just wonder if you think there could be any major shifts coming from Apple and their approach to it. Apple's has grown as they've expanded podcasting and their team. I mean, originally when the team launched, it was three people. The whole podcasting team back in 2005 was three people. It's a much, much larger team now. And now it's a dedicated app. It's still the number one place where podcasts are are downloaded, consumed. 68% of downloads in July, over 68% went to Apple Podcasts and, and iTunes, that ecosystem versus 9% that went to Spotify. So there's still, if you actually take Spotify and Pandora and combine them, Apple podcast consumption was seven times, over seven times greater than those two combined. So I, I know there's a lot of press and Spotify gets it. And by the way, I love having Spotify as a number two. It's great. It puts a little pressure on folks, but you have to put the perspective where they are in number two. Yes, Spotify's done a bunch because that helps their business model. It doesn't make a lot of sense for Apple to do the same things that Spotify is doing. It's Apple's been more open. Advertising-wise, if Apple was to get into podcasting and help advertising and say they got 20%, 30%, let's say they're 30% cut on all 
of Apple, all the advertising in the podcasting world, that's still $300 million. And $300 million to Apple in a year is a rounding error of a rounding error for a lot of work. I mean, they got into iAds and then got out of iAds. I don't think they feel that advertising is their core competency and they couldn't do it with banner ads in the app ecosystem. They completely controlled. I just don't see them getting into the podcasting side of it. That could be wrong, but again, $300 million, if they got a hundred percent of it, which they wouldn't get, um, because a lot of the ads are direct. Um, So even if, you know, if realistically you couldn't expect them to get more than a hundred million and a hundred million that's how much revenue they more they make more revenue than that in a day. Very, very questionable. I mean, matter of fact, the time we were speaking is probably a hundred million dollars. Apple made a hundred million in revenue. <laughs> I said, you know, it, it's pretty close to that. I just don't see it making a lot of sense. What I've been happy with Apple all these years is Apple's made podcasting an open platform. Anybody can do it. You don't have to be a big guy. You can be a small guy. You can be nobody. You have no presence ever on the internet and get in and have the same access as HBO or CNN, right? And that tip my hat to Apple for that. They haven't made it difficult to get into the ecosystem. Well, once again, you can follow Rob Walsh on the feed, or if you are into the iOS and the Apple world, check out a show today in iOS. He's the vice president of podcast relations with Libsyn. Rob, thank you so much for joining us here today. Matthew, thank you so much for having me on the show. 